This is the Aftermarket Radio Network. Welcome to another episode of Business by the Numbers. I'm your host, Hunt Emrys, CPA with Parmelis and Associates. Did you know that inflation can actually make you make less money on parts? A little bit of a tongue twister there, but yes, it is true. How you ask? Well, that's what we're going to talk about this week. Before we get into that, I want to have a quick word from our partners who make business by the numbers possible. Don't just imagine how much more profit you can make on every part. Tap into the Parts GP Optimizer and watch your profits grow. Better yet, its algorithm does the work so your brain doesn't have to. GetShopware.com At Repair Shop of Tomorrow, a Napa Auto Care endorsed program, their unique done-for-you marketing platform takes the guesswork out of the equation. Please visit them at RepairShopOfTomorrow.com. A lot of my episode ideas come from real life. These are questions that I get asked, or like this week, it was something that I was working on with one of my clients. You know, and as a reminder, if you have something that you're wondering, you would like to hear me talk about it, please shoot me an email. I'm always looking for ideas. But I get asked these questions a lot. Hunt, how do you come up with these ideas? You know, how do you think of this? And really, you know, I wish I could kind of give myself more credit that I have a huge backlog of ideas. But a lot of times when my clients can vouch for this, I'll be on the phone with them and I go, you know what? This is a really good idea for a podcast. Because my philosophy on this is I'm too close to all of this stuff, right? All of these things that I talk about, I've talked about tens of times, some of these hundreds of times, right? And so I don't feel like it's new information. But when I have a client ask me about this or I have a client that has an issue, if one of my shops has the issue, there's at least one other shop out there that's having the same issue. And if you don't have that issue, maybe you will soon. And so it's great to get this information out there. So the issue that I was talking with my client was just this, you know, like I kind of mentioned, it, it relates back to inflation on it. But his issue was that his parts margin had fallen by about three points when we were comparing this year-to-date figures to last year-to-date figure. So sales were up, costs were up, gross profit dollars was almost the exact same amount. So he had made the same amount of money on more sales. This is what we call the definition of working harder, not smarter. However, he was smart because he noticed that he was having an issue. And ultimately, we made corrections that I think he will end up making more money. Now, I should do a follow-up episode on this because uh, he made these changes about last week. And I said, let's take a look and see what it looks like for October and see if we're kind of realizing the expectations on this, you know, which brings up a really good point. You know, whenever you're making any sort of changes, um, you know, I talk about this in my book, we need to make the changes. But a lot of this, there's a lot of variables on this, right? If you're increasing your labor rate, if you're increasing some of your canned jobs, if you're messing with your parts matrix, any number of these things, we think we know the expected outcome of it, but we just don't know. And so when you make that change, don't think, hey, you know what? I'm done. I fixed it. It's over. We need to make sure that we can confirm that, right? So we're going to fix it. We're going to tweak it. And then we're going to analyze this. Hey, did this have the intended result that we want to? And you might also be thinking to yourself, well, Hunt, why do I care about three percentage points, right? I have so much stuff going on in my business. I have so much stuff going on in my day-to-day life. I don't care about 3%. I hear this all the time. I don't care about a couple points here or there. And so what I always tell people is, you know, I put into real dollars and cents for them. And so if you have a shop that's doing about a million dollars in sales and you say, Hunt, why do I care about three percentage points on parts gross profit? It's just not enough to make a difference. My question back to you would be, do you care about $15,000? I'm going to guess the answer to that is yes. 
then you do care about 3% parts gross profit because that's in real life dollars what this is costing you. You know, whether you want to look at a $15,000 on a year or over $1,000 that's costing you each and every month, these little percentage point change make all the difference. Most of the shops that I work with, there's nothing majorly broken, right? We don't get a shop that's making 5% parts gross profit. Uh, We don't get a shop that's making $65 an hour on their labor rate where there's something so instant that can make, you know, exponential increases in their profit. A lot of times, especially businesses that have been around a long time, what I always tell them is we don't want to stay stagnant. We always want to improve, you know, and if you already have a strong shop, if your gross profit is already good, then there's probably not 10 or 20 points to gain anywhere. But if we can get another percentage point there, another percentage point here, another percentage point in another area, that starts to add up. Each and every day, it's a little bit. Each individual customer, it's an even smaller amount, but replicated a couple hundred times throughout the year, a couple thousand times, depending on the size of your shop. This is where people go from making okay money to making a ton of money. If you remember when we did our inflation episode, Parts gross profit was actually one of the topics that I talked about. So the idea behind parts gross profit in the simplest form is inflation is actually good for parts gross profit. What I mean by this is this example right here. So let's assume that my parts gross profit is 50%. So if my parts gross profit is 50% and I have a $50 part, I'm going to ultimately sell that part for $100. That means I'm going to pay my vendor 50, I pocket $50 or 50% gross profit. Fairly straightforward. Now, let's assume that we have about a 10% inflation. Just so happens that's about what inflation is right now. A lot of parts that I kind of, you know, when we did some research on this and looked into it, most parts have actually gone up by 10%, which makes me think that inflation is probably worse than 10%, but we're not going to go down that road today. So let's say that this $50 part is now $55. And if we maintain our gross profit percentage of 50%, that means we're going to turn around and sell that part for $110. That means that we're going to make $55. That part costs $55. Again, 50% gross profit. So as you can see there, yes, that part cost us $5 more, but because of our 50% gross profit, we're going to mark it up $10 more, which leaves us with an extra $5 in gross profit. Everyone is happy. This example and kind of the philosophy behind this is assuming that the price of the part is going up and the percentage stays the same, then you're going to be making more money because member sales are up, gross profit percentage is maintained. So if the percentage is maintained and the sales are up, your gross profit dollars will be up. And this was kind of a cool one, right? And this kind of goes back to what I was talking about earlier of how we have expectations. We try to think about stuff. We try to kind of conceptualize it and it just doesn't always work out that way in real life. You know, you can't kind of foresee every little thing that's going to happen. And also, maybe some shops, this is not an issue on. Maybe some shops it is. You know, there's going to be different ways that people are affected. But when I did that episode, I'd even think twice about that, right? Hey, parts gross profit stays about the same. Cost is going up. Sales going to go up. Gross profit percentage is going to stay the same. We're going to make more money. We're all good. But what can actually happen, especially if you have a lot of levels in your parts matrix, is you can actually end up making less money. So before I get into this example, I want to kind of talk quickly about what levels in parts matrix are. If you don't know what a parts matrix is, then probably need to start somewhere else on this. But the general idea is when you make up a matrix, I've seen ones as little as five levels, and I've seen ones that are infinite. And what I mean by levels is you're going to have certain buckets 
and anything that falls in that bucket is going to be marked up on a certain rate. So generally, you have something where it's uh, zero to five dollar parts, zero to five dollar parts. We're going to mark up 400 percent, right, because it's so small. We need to make a bunch of money. And then from six to ten dollars, it's maybe, you know, we're going to mark it up 350 percent, you know, and then you go down the line there and maybe you have it every five dollars, every ten dollars. Now, once you start to get above 200, I don't see people having that many levels there. But you can see, I mean, you could have easily 15 levels below one hundred dollars. And honestly, people have the most levels probably from a hunt from zero dollars to 250. Once you get above 250, people probably do it every 50. And then once you get a 500 or if you're a Euro shop or heavy duty shop, there's probably a higher number there. But once you get over a certain number, you just have a minimum gross profit that you make. We all have bad days. where We just turn to someone and ask, how the heck do I fix this? When that happens to you on the business side, which may not be your strong suit, you want someone quick and you want them to be clear. That's exactly what Dan Groen from Detroit Garage found when he peppered the folks at Shopware with questions about how to make the most of its shop management system. As he puts it, they continually solve the curveballs that we throw at them. With seven shops, Dan jokes that he is a demanding client, but that is a sign of a guy committed to his business. Even better, the Shopware support team met every challenge with, in Dan's words, impressive capabilities and vigor. No complaints, no hassles, just a commitment to help Dan through his day. As Dan says, we make each other stronger. Now that's a partnership that works. It is time. Visit GetShopware.com. At Repair Shop of Tomorrow, a Napa Auto Care endorsed coaching and marketing program, their unique industry-proven marketing platform takes the guesswork out of the equation. Instead of taking a shotgun approach, Repair Shop of Tomorrow uses predictive marketing that focuses on bringing the right cars into your shop. They utilize social media, email marketing, direct mail, personalized newsletters, and Napa value-added programs to create quality car count for their clients. This same branded message, same branded content marketing approach is bringing in the right customers and bringing them in more often, which is helping their clients add more net profit to the bottom line. If your current marketing strategy isn't yielding the results you would like, please reach out to Repair Shop of Tomorrow to get your marketing efforts dialed in. For more information about their program, please visit them at repairshopoftomorrow.com. Let's say, just like before, we have a $50 part. We're making 50% gross profit on it. So we're going to sell that part for $100. Now, what we noticed with my client is what happened when the price went up is this. So that same $55 part, we now sold for $100, the same exact amount that we sold the other part for, and now we only made $45, right? So originally, buying it for 50, selling it for 100, making 50. New one, buying it for 55, selling it for 100, only making 45. How did that happen? What is happening in this example, and is similar to what we noticed in real life, is let's say 40 to $50 bucket, was going to be at 50% gross profit. But then the $51 to $60 range is now at 45% gross profit. So what happened here is because the price of that part went up, it actually got bumped into the next bracket. And generally, almost all parts matrices, as the dollar amount of that parts gets higher and higher, your percentage is going to drop lower and lower. The idea behind it is, like I said, you know, we can mark up the zero to five or even zero to 10 a ton because a huge markup's not going to make that much difference in overall dollars and cents. 
However, if you try to mark up a $1,000 part 400% or four times, you're never going to make a single sale, right? So generally at the low level, we start with a really high markup and then we get down to our minimum there. And that's exactly what's happening here. As we got boomed to the next bucket, we actually had our gross profit fall. So what ended up happening is we sold that part for the exact same amount of money and now we're out the extra $5. Our customers did not have to pay any more money because of inflation. We essentially inadvertently here ate the cost of inflation for them. I know that, you know, there's been a lot of people that said, well, inflation is not a transitory thing, right? Inflation should not be transitory. You know, business should not be turning around and, you know, having our increase in cost be dealt with only by the consumer. But that's honestly exactly how it should work. Hey, just because stuff is more expensive for me to run my business and for me to, you know, put on your vehicle, why do I have to make less money? Every single year that goes by, this industry gets harder and harder, right? The cars are getting tougher to work on. You know, it's getting harder and harder to find good help. Um, arguably, some of you might say that the customers are getting harder and harder to deal with. So why are we going to make less money or the same amount of money? Now, that's great. You might understand why this happened, but what do we do to fix it? Okay, Hunt, that's a really cool story. Inflation is nice. I'm sick of hearing about it. But how can I make sure that this is not going on in my shop? First and foremost you got to figure out if this is going on in your shop. And so think about how we noticed this with my shop. And so what we did was we compared January through August 2021 to January through August of 2022. And we noticed that overall, his gross profit had fallen by 3%. So right off the bat, we knew that there was an issue. Now, there's a lot of things that could go into this. If you change the mix of what you're doing, if you have a month where you're doing a lot of really large jobs or really large ticket parts, you could see the parts gross profit fall in specific months. So the reason I like to use year-to-date figures when at all possible is I want a large sample size here so we can get a really good average. So if you're looking at this sample size and you notice that you have a decrease, then this is for you. Now, if you're looking at this and you say, Hunt, I don't really see this going on in my business. I'm actually making more gross profit percentage. One of two things is happening. Maybe you don't have that many buckets in your parts matrix. Well, maybe you don't have a parts matrix at all. And so this is not really as much of a concern for you. When I say it's not as much of a concern for you, then something like this could definitely happen, but it would have to be a perfect storm where it's right on the edge of one of your gates to the next kind of bracket of your parts matrix. I still think this is important, and the next thing that we're going to talk about is still probably relevant to you. So what we noticed is that inflation was affecting the parts. It was pushing them essentially into the next parts matrix bucket. As the buckets go up, gross profit decreases like we talked about before. Essentially meaning that as prices were going up, margins were falling, so he made the same gross profit dollars, but less gross profit percentage, right? This is why it's very important to look at stuff as dollars and percentages as well. Sometimes it could give you the wrong information or the wrong kind of ideas here about your business. Remember also our overheads are going up. Right. Inflation is affecting everything in our life. You know, look at your fixed expenses. Your advertising's going up, your insurance is going up. Utilities are going up. Your travel's going up. Everything in your life is getting more expensive. And what we need to do to offset our rising overhead costs is make sure that our gross profit dollars are going up as well. Because ultimately, if our overhead costs go up and our gross profit dollars stay the same, our net profit is going to be decreased. You're footing the bill on inflation, not your customers. 
And so what we ended up doing in his situation is essentially shifting all of the buckets up one. Remember I talked about before, and I'm very oversimplifying this. You know, if you guys say, well, why were his, you know, GP gates this small or anything like that? You're taking this too literally. But essentially what we noticed that as the parts were getting more expensive, he was making about 3% less. And so let's just say that he had a $40 to $50 gate and was at 50% gross profit. And then the $51 to $60 bucket was now at 47% gross profit. So essentially every $10 that the cost went up, the gross profit went down 3%. All we did was we shifted that gross profit down a little bit, right? We shifted all the buckets over one. And so that $40 to $50 range was at 50% gross profit, but now we made it 53% gross profit. The $51 to $60 range was at 47% gross profit. That one is now at $50 gross profit. And then if you can kind of see where this is going, the 61 to 70 used to be at 43% gross profit or 44% gross profit. Now it's at 47%. So if you can kind of visualize what I'm doing with my hands here, we just shifted this all of this down because we found that if you're comparing a part that was in bucket one last year, it's now in bucket two. A part that was in bucket three last year is now in bucket four. So by shifting our margins up one, we now are in the same gross profit percentage, which will maintain our percentages, but increase our dollars like we were expecting here. This worked out really clean for him because each of his gates kind of were going down by 3%. And if we remember, he overall was down by about 3%. So we just shifted all of them one, which means that he was making 3% more gross profit in each of the specific gates. You know, it, it kind of was a perfect storm that just worked out really well for a podcast to explain here. But it also gives you an actionable item for yours. Because if you're saying, Hunt, I can't follow what the heck you're talking about. I don't know what you mean about shifting buckets. You can kind of make this a little bit more simple. If you analyze this, figure out how much your gross profit percentage is down or even a little bit easier, figure out how much more gross profit percentage you want and add that number to every single bucket. So let's say that you're analyzing this and you've really been affected by this, you know, and you find that your gross profit percentage on parts has fallen by 5%. Very straightforward. Add about 5% to each of these buckets. If it was at 50, it's now at 55. If it was at 45, it's now at 50, et cetera, et cetera. Now, I am going to put the caveat out there that this is not set in stone, right? This is not ironclad. This is not something that's going to work for every single shop out there. It might work for you. It might not. Try it. Test it. If you work with a coach, talk to your coach on this. If you're in a 20 group, if you're in you know, a shop owner's group, ask your friends. Have them compare matrices. But ultimately, your shop is going to be different. What didn't work for you, your shop owner friend that says it'll never work for you, you don't know until you try it. And we're not making monstrous changes here. If you see that your gross profit has fallen by 15 percentage points, don't try and make it all up on your parts matrix. Something else is going on there. This is usually for smaller, minute changes. And again, we're going to do it. We're going to try it. We're going to see what happens. The last thing that I will tell you to be very careful about, and we did the same exact thing with uh, my client we were working through. Once we got above about $150 or $200, I did not increase everything by 3%. You know, at that point, we're increasing by 2 or maybe even 1%. Because think about it this way if you have a $10 part, a 3% increase is going to be 30 cents. Who cares? It's so small. If you have a $100 part, a 3% increase is going to be $3. 
Again, not a ton of money, but $3 is exponentially higher than 30 cents. And you can do the example, if it's $1,000, that 3% is now $30. As you go up into gates, as you go up into parts cost amount, the percentage is going to stay the same, but what that percentage translates to actual dollars and cents is going to be drastically different. Now, the devil's advocate side of this, when my clients say exactly that, well, Hunt, man, this is really going to increase the cost for some of my customers. It's not, right? It's going to increase it maximum of 3% for parts. That's it. Yes, for that person that has $1,000 worth of parts, it's going to be $30, but they probably have a two, three, $4,000 ticket there. $30 is going to be the least of their concern. We're not going to have someone that had a ticket that was last year, $100, it's now 130 because of this small tweak that we did. It's just not going to happen. But what I tell everyone is, you know, keep an eye on this, try it out. If you want to tell your service advisor, great. If you want to make the change without telling your service advisor, sometimes that's better. Um, Sometimes ignorance is bliss. Sometimes you don't want them thinking automatically before they even deliver this to a customer. Man, this is expensive. They're never going to say yes to this. Your results may vary. Try it out. You know, this is something that these, you know, recent shop management software, and I'll, I'll give a shout out to Shopware, right? They sponsored this. They make this podcast possible. A couple clicks of a button. You know, my client and I, um, no free ads, but he doesn't use Shopware. We won't say what uh, software he uses, but it took us about five, six minutes to go down through there. He had a couple of different matrices. You know, we tweaked a couple of the other ones, but he has kind of a default jobber one that he uses for most, which is our biggest focus there. So, you know, five, six minutes out of the day, I'm hoping that's going to probably pay out to, like I said before, probably make them about an extra thousand bucks a month, maybe more, maybe a little bit less, but we're going to keep our eye on it. We're going to check back into it. If something happens and and we have a drastically different result here, I'll kind of put a note on here, maybe even update this episode, but I'm pretty confident it's going to work out exactly like we want it to. At the end of the day, you make money on parts and labor. And if your overhead is increasing and you aren't making more money on parts and labor, then you're going to be making less profit. No one is in this business for the fun of it. Maybe some of you are, but you also want to be paid as well. You're working hard. You're dedicating your life. You're helping people out. You're helping your team out. Might as well make some money on this. I hope this was helpful for you. I hope this kind of opened your eyes to kind of stuff that we see. And you know what a changing time and really weird times that we're living in is having kind of ripple effects that we've never really seen before and stuff that we're doing to stay ahead of this and making sure that we're staying profitable. Like I mentioned before, if you have any ideas for future episodes, questions, comments, please shoot me an email at podcast at parmelis.com. Just want to thank everyone for listening on the Aftermarket Radio Network. You can find all shows on the aftermarketradionetwork.com and on your favorite podcast listening app. So thanks again for joining me on Business by the Numbers. Stay safe out there, and I will talk to you all next week. You've been listening to Business by the Numbers with Hunt Demarest on the Aftermarket Radio Network. Follow Hunt on your favorite podcast listening app. Let him know what you'd like him to cover. His email is in the show notes. Hunt is all for advancing the aftermarket.